What's good, Faith Walkers? Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. Happy February. It is love month, and love month is really every month when you're loved by God. So just an encouragement here to make sure that you go receive a fresh outpouring of God's love today, 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 today. His mercies are new every day. We've been doing a series. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. It is not random that you've landed here, but we've been doing a series about hearing God and really receiving from God, developing relationship and intimacy with God. It's almost like surrendering into him might be a way that I would describe that. But we're going to do a wrap up today because we did cover a lot of ground all through January. So we're going to do a wrap up here. And then I'm going to answer some questions. And we're also going to talk about a couple of things that are going on. So a few announcements as we get started here. As a new month, we have something called the God's Vibes Hotline that you can finally book. We had some priority things that we had to make sure got completed in January. So we had to lock down the schedule, but the schedule is open for you to get coached live on the God's Vibes podcast. How fun is that? (laughs) So if you want coaching for free with me, you can join me on the God's Vibes hotline. It is the exact same podcast. We just dedicate different days of the week to different things. So we have often tune in Tuesday, depending on when you listen, but we call it tune in Tuesday just for trainings. And then we also have the God's Vibes hotline. And this is often on Thursdays so that you can hear people get coached because when you hear people get coached, you can receive their coaching as your own and they just get to show up courageously and you can experience it vicariously through them. And you also get their testimonies. So you can actually pull their testimony as your testimony. You can put your faith on that for you in your life. And that is just so powerful. When people show up vulnerably, one, they actually discover that that's not a weakness. It's a superpower. Okay. And what they unlock actually unlocks miracles, signs, and wonders for other people. So on the God's Wives Hotline, we talk about spiritual maturity, relationships, entrepreneurship, We can talk about anything you want to talk about, but what you do have to do is complete the God's Vibes hotline form. This can be found in the God's Vibes podcast show notes, so go and look in the information. There's a link there that you can complete, and this is first come, first serve, okay? So a couple of ground rules here. If you book it and don't show, you don't get to book again. Okay, because we just have a culture of honor here. So if you can't honor and respect time, we're not going to let you book again. Okay, number one. Number two, (laughs) you do have to, when you complete the form, it is a consent to make sure that you're clear on this being something that is aired on the podcast. Okay, and then once you submit it, we will review it and then make sure to approve it before officially going live on the podcast, okay? But you can actually just fill out any questions that you have and go live with me on the podcast. If you didn't know you can do that, go ahead and do that. It is first come, first serve, okay? There's only a limited number of spots each month, so make sure you claim yours. Free coaching, I mean, come on. (laughs) And we have a lot of fun around here, so that's a great thing to do. If you know somebody else that can benefit, go ahead and share that link with them as well. A couple of other fun things inside our Courage Co. community. This is a 
private community, but it is a free community. So anybody is welcome to join. We've got, it's open to men and women for those of you that had questions. So we've got five different small groups during the week that you can plug into to be fellowshipping and building community and growing in your spiritual walk with God. We also have prophetic prayer calls every other Wednesday morning. We do record these depending on your time zone. We know that can be hard to get up early for, but we've got some really early risers that make it happen. So you can join us. We always have fun on those. God bamboozles us every time. So you can join us for those. And there's also a lot of programs that you can plug into. So because it is love month, we're doing some crazy things in the name of love. in the spirit of love, more like it, we've actually marked down all of our programs. You heard me, all of them, okay? So the 30-day faith walking program is $100 off and you get a bonus journal, kind of a (laughs) no-brainer. Then there is also the Masterclass Training Bundle. So this is an entire year of training on demand, and the topics are really the best. They cover relationships, success habits, stewardship, so many things. And there's also over 45, I think it's actually close to 50, maybe more. I actually don't know, but there's a ton (laughs) of interviews in there. And this is a live feed as well. So even when you get that training bundle on demand, that is a live feed. So you can still ask questions and get those answered. It's not just like a do it on your own course that you don't have any interaction. There is interaction in there. And then we also have the all-time fave, the God's Vibes Mastermind. This is a VIP mastermind, 30% off y'all. If you don't know what that means, that means you save $1,000, okay? (laughs) So I would move on that one. You get so much value. You do get the entire training bundle for free. You get the declaration deck. It's a 52-card declaration deck. You get the God's Vibes Matter devotional. You get so many, so many goodies. You get two bonus courses in that program. You get journal prompts, different guided meditations with God, visioning with God, and you get weekly live coaching. So I literally show up and coach with you every single week. Okay. So that is an all-time fave. It's like Holy Spirit boot camp, inner healing, spiritual maturity, authority building. It's powerful. Okay. It's like just inner life boot camp is what's happening there. With a community of people that are doing that with you, which is really, really powerful. So those are all on sale right now, okay? The price goes up February 15th. So if you got to have, you know, a few days here to get your finances in order, get it in order and move because the prices are going up on February 15th. And if you are not on the God's Vibes Insider, that is our weekly email where we send weekly encouragement to you and we give you updates on different things that are happening That's where you want to be. So you can follow me on social media, and I occasionally share the links in my stories, but you're going to have all the links and all the details from Inside Courage Co., www.courageco.org, or from this God's Vibes Insider email list, okay? So you're going to want to make sure that you get on that, because that's where the actual 
pages are to get these offers, okay? And then the other thing, which is kind of fun, we are hosting a girls' night in, okay? So this is officially on the Galentine's Day of February, which happens to be a Tuesday, Tuesday, February 13th at 7 p.m. Central Time. We are gathering inside Courage Co. on Zoom, Okay, so if you are a gal, bring your gals and we're just going to gather. You can meet new friends and spiritual running buddies. We're going to do some fun games and activities. You can wear heart shaped PJs or like heart designed PJs. You can bring heart snacks, whatever you want to do. Your favorite red or pink drink, whatever you want to do. Just show up and have some fun with us. This is a great way to get to know each other and connect on different levels. So we like to have fun. We like to do local meetups and things, and we wanted to make this one virtual so it wasn't limited to where you are. So you can join us totally free. It's inside Courage Co. www.courageco.org. All right, y'all. Let's do this, shall we? Let's wrap it up. Well, kind of. (laughs) Let's summarize it, and then we can wrap it up. How about that? So it says in in Proverbs, words, Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. So here is, I, I, I feel like we hear this scripture quite a bit about guarding your heart. And I will say personally that that is something that is not common sense, right? Like, it sounds logical, like, duh. Like, (laughs) of course we're going to guard our heart. Like, choose pain. Why would anybody voluntarily choose it, right? But this is practical wisdom. This is something that we have to learn what it means, and this is something that we have to apply, right? And, And get the revelation of it to apply, and then walk this thing out to get the transformation of it, okay? So here's what I want to say. God uniquely created you to listen to him, in a particular way, but he created all of us to communicate with him. So he designed all of us to have relationship with him. And I know for me, in the very beginning of my relationship with God, I was that I-N-D-E, right? Like, (laughs) I was independent, self-sufficient, right? Like, I was thriving on self-help and self-sufficiency, right? Which is really anxiety and control. (laughs) Mass to something productive, okay? But we are actually designed to depend on God. We were never designed to be God, be our own resource center, have it all figured out. We were never designed to do that. And that's what gets us out of alignment. That's what pulls us into stress and different dysfunction and and other things, right? So God created us to depend on him and to communicate with him. That makes sense. If we're depending on God, we need to communicate with him. <laughs> and when you listen to God and encounter his truth, you find freedom. Okay? So I was listening to an interview the other day and it was fascinating because it was a uh woman that identifies as a prophetess and she was being interviewed by a pretty high profile guy that interviews folks. And this guy was raised in the church, may have been a PK, but he was asking questions like, how, how do you, how do you even know anymore? Like what's good or what's bad? And I just, that, that question kind of like made me cringe a little bit. I'm like, yikes, right? Just because you have the word of God and you say that you know God, and then how are you supposed to know what is right or wrong? Read your word. Like, <laughs> Right. I was like, wait a minute. What just happened? Right. But the interesting thing is there's an important distinction here. Okay, so 
we need a instructor. This makes sense. When we read something, we need a teacher. We need an instructor. We need a guide to help us break down what we're reading, to help us pull out wisdom so that we might have some understanding and apply wisdom in our life, right? Show us the way. Well, we have the Holy Spirit, right, as a gift, he is the revealer of the truth that we read, okay? So when we're reading the truth, the Holy Spirit will reveal that truth to us in a deeply real and a personal way that will lead us to freedom. But without the Holy Spirit, we don't really know what we're reading, okay? We can read it and, and say that we know all these words, but it won't actually move from our head to our heart. So when it stays in our head, it's just information. It's just knowledge. You can say that you know it, but you don't really know what you know until you practice it, until you apply it, until you live it, right? So it becomes, instead of it just being information, when you're processing it with the Holy Spirit and literally talking to him, Holy Spirit, help me to understand the word. I don't really know how. I don't know if I can. Help me to understand the word. Like, don't let me miss what's important here. Make it jump out at the page at me if you have to, but like, make sure I don't miss this. Then Holy Spirit will reveal the word to you. So it drops from your head and it gets in your heart and you're like, oh, right? I like to say you get whacked by it (laughs) in the best way, right? But you get it like it lands. It resonates with your spirit. Okay, the revealer of truth causes the truth to resonate with the spirit of God in you. All right, his spirit reveals God's spirit in you. So that's really, really powerful. So then you get this revelation. Okay, now it's just not knowledge. Now you got revelation. And when you walk it out and when you live it out, you get the transformation. Hopefully this is making sense. Okay, so it says in John 8, 32, Jesus said to his disciples, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Okay, so if we're not experiencing freedom, I would check your truth level. And when you know the truth and freedom, little can stop you from accomplishing what God has given you to do. So as you mature, you gain confidence that comes from encountering truth firsthand. The truth grounds you at your core. You are sure of what God said. You've got it. And once you know what the biblical truth is, you're all in. You're sold out. There's no, you know, double-mindedness. There's not, I'm kind of in, I'm kind of out. There's no halvesies, right? Like we're all in, okay? (laughs) Once you know what the biblical truth is, you're all in. You've located the truth. And as a result, you have extraordinary courage and resolve. And I sense strongly that the world is full of a lot of cowards, And it's really a problem. And I say that from experience, okay? And what we need is people that are courageous, that can rise up and can pioneer these things that God has called them to pioneer, right? But it's confidence in God. Some call that Godfidence that is the game changer here. It's not this confidence that you get by thinking you're so cool and you're so awesome. You are, but you're not ever supposed to have an inflated sense of self and be self-centered. But when you are God-focused and God-centered, now you have confidence because you might fail, but God doesn't. That's just not his nature. And you might be wavering a little bit, but God is a steady guide. He's stable. He's trustworthy. He's reliable, right? He's solid. You're standing on the rock, so you're good. 
you're good. So when your confidence is in the right place, then you flow different. And your confidence in God's truth will enable you to challenge others or even to be challenged yourself. So you're not afraid to do what's right because you know what's right. You're not afraid to speak up because you're not trying to please people, okay? And you're not trying to get their approval. You are obeying God. And it's more important to you to please God and do what God said than make sure that everybody feels comfortable around you all the time because they're not going to. And that's not your job. So popular opinion doesn't influence you. Even doubters and judges will not distract you from your hard and fast rock solid conviction. Okay, so it goes from like information and knowledge and then it's revelation. And then when you really get it and lock it in conviction, like you can try as you might, but you are not going to get me to shake what I know. I know that I know that I know that is God. And you're not going to change my mind because God is God and God has confirmed this for me. Okay, you know God is with you and that alone causes you to show up differently and carry yourself differently. He has spoken clearly and you might feel fear like that's not going to go away. Okay, but you are not confused. You can feel the fear and do it anyway, as they say, because you're not confused. You have the clarity, you have the conviction and you are not on emotions doctrine. (laughs) Okay, you've not built your life on the emotions doctrine. You've built it on the word of God, the truth, different. So no matter what your prophetic personality is, all of us have common ground in following the truth. So remembering the truth keeps us anchored to God. And this is something that we do daily. You don't just read the word that one time and then you store up enough in your heart and then you're good for life. That's just not how this works, okay? We got to seek God daily and it's best to seek him early, to keep him first, to give him your first fruits, to give him the best of what you have to offer. Why not the first of your day? He did give you life after all. (laughs) He's worthy of some praise and attention first thing, don't you think? Okay, so here are some pointers based on what we covered. Number one, we all need relationship with God. We all need relationship with God. And some of us haven't known that. I know that I didn't grow up with a legacy of faith, so I didn't know that I needed a relationship with God. It it didn't actually even sound enticing. Actually, I didn't know the benefits. I didn't know any of, of that. I didn't even know it was possible. I didn't know that could be a reality for me, if you will. So... For me, when I was learning how to use my knowing, right, I I really just called, I, I feel like I was hearing God all the time. Even from a very early age, I would have intuitive promptings, right? Or these, uh, almost like a script of do this, don't go here, do this. Like I was very aware of a voice that was not mine, if that makes sense, right? And sometimes this just sounds like an inward witness, right? It sounds, it can sound like your voice sometimes, but you know that it's not your voice, but it can sound like it's in your voice, okay? But it's something on the inside, like an impression. So I always had that, but I didn't know to trust it. I was never taught to trust what I knew. I was taught to doubt it, deny it, do something more responsible, more logical, more rational, okay? So I didn't know how to nurture that and develop that. Now, when I came into relationship with God, I didn't know what that looked like. 
And I could only go off what I thought maybe a relationship in the natural look like. So I just got basic. I'm like, okay, if you want to have a relationship, you've got to meet with a person. You've got to spend time with them. You've got to ask them really great questions. You got to listen. You got to learn, right? There's a lot that goes on. There's this back and forth relationship. And if you're not careful, though, there can be a transactional relationship that can happen. Like I'm just going to get something. And the interesting thing about relationships, the very nature of a relationship is they're not designed to be just these centers where we go take things for our own personal gain. (laughs) The very nature of a relationship is actually to give, to give. You get into a relationship to give something, not to get something. Really, really interesting. So Really, really powerful. A transactional relationship is one where we invest in the relationship for the sake of getting something in return. Like I'm getting mine, okay? I'm getting what I want. So we keep things good with our work, with our bosses, because they keep us employed and they keep us paid. So we're going to do certain things to get what we want, right? We want that paycheck. We consult teachers because they give us instruction and doctors because they can point us towards health, Or we take care of pets because they give us a sense of well-being and maybe even a purpose, right? Pets to, to a lot of people are their kids. So that can give them a sense of purpose, right? When we interact with God to get special blessings or to get our way, we miss the point. We, by nature, are relational beings. And in the world that we live in, we are forsaking relationship for so many lesser things. It's quite unfortunate, actually. And this is why there's so much suicide, depression. We we don't even know how to do relationship anymore. We don't know how to connect and we are technically more connected than we've never been. So God gives us our prophetic personality for the sake of an intimate relationship with him. And the primary purpose of an intimate relationship is to know and be known, to love and to be loved. Does this mean you never get anything out of an intimate relationship? I can hear you. (laughs) Of course not. So spouses support each other in practical ways. Parents instruct children. Friends give each other a hand. But intimate relationships aren't only transactional. They're deeper than that. So imagine what you'd be missing if you never learned how to communicate with your creator. What if you could never talk to your architect, the one who knows everything about you? What if you couldn't ask the questions he alone could answer? That one gets me right there. (laughs) Everything you need to know, God knows. God knows. You were never created to do life alone. You need the voice of God in your everyday life. Literally, I know those that I coach, those that are in the different programs, they know I say this, a day at a time, a step at a time, a moment at a time. Like I'm hanging on God every moment, okay? (laughs) And I I always, I don't always find him in the moment. Sometimes I miss him, but I'm aiming for it, okay? But again, this communication isn't a one-way street. So whether through hearing, seeing, feeling, or knowing, God uses your prophetic personality to reveal himself to you. And this is a powerful takeaway that we had covered that it's not always about us and our ability to hear God. It's the the fact that you need to get into your being that God will make himself heard. His ability to make sure that you hear him is stronger than your ability to hear him. Okay? 
So for starters, because he designed them, they reveal important elements about his character. So God hears. We see this in John 9.31 and 1 John 5.14. God sees. We see this in Genesis 16.13 and Proverbs 15.3. God feels. We see this in Jeremiah 31.3 and Psalms 103.13. God knows. We see this in Psalm 147.5 and 1 John 3.20. So as you spend time with God in his word, reading and listening in this unique way, the way that he made you, right? You'll discover more and more about who he is. And think about any relationship that you have. You don't meet a person and suddenly you're married to a person. That's just not how it evolves. (laughs) And I would argue that if that's how you move, you don't know you. (laughs) Because somebody that knows themselves, like really knows themselves, does not move with that pace with that urgency, with that desperation, okay? I'll say it one more time. One of the most important things I want you to know is that the strengths of your prophetic personality are the outcome of an intimate relationship with God. You don't get a gift without the relationship, okay? You can't nurture those strengths or mature in your listening skills apart from God. Just can't do it. So turn your heart away from the idea that God gave you a prophetic personality as a spiritual perk and see it for what it really is, a path to experiencing the fullness of God in a deeper way. We're not supposed to be out here being prophetic weirdos, okay? We have these gifts in order to have clarity, and we are in a world where we need clarity. If we are not reading the word of God, we will be deceived, period. There's no question mark. If you are not reading the word of God, you will be deceived, Okay, we need the spirit of God to reveal truth to us because we are in a time where there's so much gray going on. People have no idea who they are. (laughs) They have no idea who God is, right, and where they're going. It's messy, but we all benefit from being careful not to seek our gifts more than we seek him. And this is true of anything, whether this is money, whether these are relationships, whether it's a career, whether it's a business, whether it's even our talent, All of those things make really bad gods, little g, and they can never replace God. And when they do, they pull us out of balance completely and they can be shaken and they will be shaken. It's just a matter of time. So when we leave this earth, we will take our relationship with the Lord with us, but we won't take our special method of listening with us, right? Like that's another way to think about that. We won't need that in heaven where the barriers of this physical world will no longer exist and we can just experience God face to face. It talks about that in 1 Corinthians 13, 12, okay? So we all need relationship with God. Number two, we all need time for relationship with God. This is one of those things, and I just think about this when it comes to personal development and investment in self. I was somebody that was struggling with a lot of things. So perfectionism, people-pleasing, codependency, really just prioritizing other people over myself all the time, and then not knowing who I was, not knowing what my needs were, not knowing what my desires or even my wants were, acting like I didn't have any, (laughs) and being frustrated if that ever was revealed different, right? I really, really struggled, and so I didn't know how to make time for me 
that felt so bizarre. I'm like, who has time for that? Like, why? what are you going to do? You're just going to, like, sit? We're going to journal about what? Like, why? Why are we going to do that? <laughs> I didn't get it, right? Like, I just, I wanted to be productive. I wanted to achieve something. I wanted to do something. I didn't want to be still. I didn't want to think about things. I didn't want to feel anything, right? I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to go slow. Why go slow? You can go fast. So I could not slow down. I could not even make space for myself on my calendar. Like the concept of actually blocking time to just care for myself. I had no idea what to do with that. So it also felt this same way when it came to relationship with God. I was like, I've lived my whole life without relationship with God. And now we're just going to do relationship. Like, what does that look like? Like, how do I do that? So it felt just as foreign. So I just want to offer that in case you're there. It's okay. If it feels that way, you just start and you just show up. Okay, really, really think about that. If that's where you are, it's okay. Just pray and do it anyway. Pray and do it anyway. Pray and do it anyway. The Bible says that we are to not only listen to the word, but to do what the word says. This is James 1.22. So let's dig into that a little bit deeper. We're not talking about just going through the motions here. We're talking about tapping into something that is uniquely, let's see, that's uniquely ours. So let's use wisdom and creativity to navigate this rather than just blindly following some set formula. So remember, the real gold lies in how we can harness our creativity to figure out how to do what God is asking us to do. And that includes developing an intimate relationship with him. Are you getting it? So we need relationship with him and we need time for relationship with him. This is not a hurried thing. So I once thought that, you know, the most spiritual people, quote unquote, were the ones that spent like hours in the word of God. They had this special gift for getting up at like 3 a.m. and spending like six hours with God. And I was like, I can't get to that level. I don't even know what's going to happen, but I can't attain that. And that doesn't even actually sound really appealing because I don't even know what happens in that time. And I feel really ill-equipped for that, right? So I just want to offer that there isn't a set formula here, okay? But the key is to put in the time, okay? So you have to rethink maybe how to make space for it. So you can listen to podcasts like this. You can do a devotional that you can journal with, right? So you can, journals or devotionals are great because there's a lot of prompts in there that can start allowing you to be journaling with God and getting this really beautiful two-way communication going on. So that starts becoming normal to you, right? Like I'm talking to God and God's talking to me and I'm asking God questions and he's answering me, right? And like, he's asking me questions and then I'm thinking about him and then I'm going to respond, right? So you get into this habit of actually talking to God, okay? So you can also, you can sit for certain periods of time. This is entirely up to you and what works with you and your schedule and what makes the most sense. To me, it happens to be early. I need to sit. It needs to be quiet. I can't have any other noise going on. I might worship as I'm starting my day, but I like quiet. And I did not used to be wired that way. And this can change in different seasons. I like to think of it as the more output that is required, the the more inflow 
of the word that I'm going to need in my life, the more time with God that I'm going to need in my life to actually flow with the spirit of God in my life. So I know that I definitely have to make time. And when I don't, things get off. So I make sure that I have to spend more time. But this time can shift too. So if that happens to be 15 minutes because you're just getting started, embrace the 15 minutes. Like do not compare this to somebody else. You're going for a personal relationship with God and your relationship will not look like anybody else's. So go for quality, not quantity. Okay. So rather than stubbornly stick to an ideal of what your time with God must look like, quote unquote, develop new habits. Don't change the goal, and this is going to be a seasonal thing possibly for you, but just change your method of connecting. The most important thing is that you connect and that you put in that time. So whatever that looks like, 15 minutes in the morning, following a devotional during the day, during the lunch hour, let's say, listening to a sermon while you're on a commute, right? Having some time with God before you go to bed and studying the word when it's quieter in your home, whatever it is, you have freedom, right? But invest in that relationship. So refuse to let shame influence or overwhelm you, okay? And your effort to get creative as you adapt to life's demands, which are always going to be ever-changing, okay? Here's the deal. Instead of getting caught up in all of the noise, Cut straight to the chase with a question that really matters. Ask yourself, did I do my best? That's the litmus test, okay? Your best effort is the real deal. And that's what's going to set the tone for your journey. That's what God cares about. God, what he is asking and requiring is time with him. He wants to spend time with you and he wants you to prioritize that. Okay, that's it. However you got to get there, get there. Okay, number three, we can all grow. We can all grow. So if somebody told you that that's not possible or if you've even limited somebody and decided that they can't grow, we can all grow. The Bible says we are to produce fruits in keeping with repentance. It says this in Matthew 3, 8. The kind of fruit God wants to help us grow. Galatians 5.22 talks about this. These aren't things that you can just pick up at your spiritual farmer's market. That would be fun though. But don't you just wish you could pray for self-control and just have it come into your life? Or, you know, you can just pray for that meekness in moments where, you know, you'd rather choose something else. But we can't do that. We have to grow it. Fruit grows, okay? We have to grow it in our lives. That means we have to cultivate the habits that result in good fruit. And we do this through actively working on whatever matures our prophetic personality and our ability to listen to God's leading, okay? So let's say that you're developing knowing. Listening to God maybe is straightforward, right? And asking him things might be how you grow in that knowing, Okay, should I go here or there? Can I do this or that? Can I, right? Like, that's literally asking and involving him in everything. Peter wrote it like this. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. So eventually, if you're asking God questions, if you're checking in with him all the time, you'll mature in God to the point where you're eating solid food that it talks about in Hebrews 5.14. Okay, So if we don't nurture the relationship, however, we'll go hungry and our fruit will shiver up, 
Okay, so we might start and be like really ambitious and be super amped about it. But then as we distance ourselves, as we sort of peter out a little bit, like we don't produce fruit because <laughs> you have to grow it. You have to nurture it. You have to cultivate it. So you've got to check in with God regularly. God, what are you saying to me? Right? Get in the Bible consistently. We all need to be in the Bible. I don't care if you're a pastor, a theologian, a Christian, however you identify, we need to be in the Bible. The Bible is God's word in physical form, and he is in its pages, and he speaks to us there. So when you're connecting to the word, you're connecting to a person. So you can't say that you love Jesus and you don't like the word. Jesus is the word, okay? So we go into the word and we nurture our relationship with God. We feed the soil that produces good fruit. Staying with this food metaphor, right? I like to say that the Bible is like a pantry. (laughs) Okay, so just picture a pantry. When the Spirit of God wants to give you something or show you something to do, he'll pull something nourishing out of the pantry to give you fuel for whatever that effort is, okay? And if we don't stay in the Word, we can become malnourished. The cupboards are bare. We go to God desperate. Do you have any food? Do you have any spaghetti? Right? Do you have anything? <laughs> and when you're in the word regularly, your spiritual pantry will always have plenty on hand to feed you. All of the things are in there. So if you have a hunger for God to speak to you, grow in your prophetic personality. Start with the suggestion that we've gone through and how to mature. So we've done a how to mature for each prophetic personality. Start with that. And no matter how mature you are, continue to invest in your intimate relationship with God. Read, learn, listen, obey, grow. There are no limits. You can keep growing. And when you stop growing, you're really dying. You are no longer progressing. Okay, number four, we all have access to God's wisdom. There's not just like some extra special humans. We all have access to God's wisdom. Now, (laughs) some choose to do something with that and other people do not. That's the difference. So if you lack wisdom, all you have to do is go to God and ask for it. That's what it says in James 1.5. So it never says, if you lack wisdom, you have to go to get a theology degree. You have to go to seminary. Nowhere does it say that you have to go to seminary to do what God has called you to do. And sometimes when you do that, you just become a really great theologian, but you're not in relationship with God. That wouldn't be fun after all that, okay? So you don't have to be a theologian to hear God or to apply his wisdom in your life. As you practice your prophetic personality and grow more skilled at recognizing and obeying his voice, God will become your direct line to wisdom, insight, and love. How awesome is that? You've got the direct connect, okay? So think about it. God's word is powerful beyond measure. It says this in Hebrews 4.12. It's not just scripture, but when you pair scripture and communication with his revelations to you, there is nothing the two of you can't do just at all, period, right? A word from God can solve the worst marital problem, literally. I've seen the power that one word from the Lord can have on sickness and disease, If you are in a financial crisis, the Lord can tell you how to turn around your financial situation. 
This doesn't mean God's word is a magic wand and that we can wave it to do our bidding, right? It's not a star to wish on to make our dreams come true. It means that we have access to God's power. And when we are in relationship with him, we also have access to his wisdom. So by aligning your mind with God's, you can learn his good, pleasing, and perfect will. There's levels to that. Did you hear that? His good, pleasing, and perfect will for any situation you face. That's really interesting. That's a Selah moment. Romans 12, 2. When you listen to God, he will lead you in the way you should go. It says that in Isaiah 48, 17. So be assured that if you heed God's wisdom, he will direct your steps. Not he might, he will direct your steps. That is a source of confidence. That's Psalm 37, 23. Number five, we all serve a divine authority. Okay, without an authority in your life, you might have seen that movie before. It gets messy. (laughs) Okay? Everyone can hear from God. And most people worry to some degree that this kind of statement, right, opens the door to disaster. All right? But there are some people that can't be trusted with that kind of permission. That might be what you're thinking, right? Or aren't there imposters, right, that know the word too and what God has said or thus saith the Lord, right? Even people who mean well actually get it wrong sometimes too. So think about what we're talking about here from a different perspective, right? We have to trust that the God who gives us the ability to hear, to see, to feel, and to know can also protect us from our own immaturity and imperfection while we learn to grow. He's that awesome. He's sovereign. He won't abandon us in any more than you as a parent would abandon your kids, right? You wouldn't do that. Second, God has appointed authorities over us to help us test his revelation and grow in wisdom. So it's really important that you are submitted to somebody and that you have accountability in your life. One layer of authority is church leadership, which is really important to be an active part of a faith community of some kind that practices listening to God. Okay. When Paul met with the elders of the church at Ephesus for the last time, he admonished them to remember their responsibility to the church body. This is what it says. So guard yourself and God's people, feed and shepherd God's flock, his church purchased with his own blood over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as leaders. I know that false teachers like vicious wolves will come in among you after I leave, not sparing the flock. Even some men from your own group will rise up and distort the truth in order to draw a following. Like, what if that is not what we're seeing today? Come on. That's Acts 20, 28 through 30. So consider the feeler that we talked about who believed, right? Just consider consider a feeler who believed that she had to share something publicly. Okay, let's just do a hypothetical situation. A a feeler believes that she is supposed to share something publicly, okay? When she took this prompting to her leadership for permission, she was hurt to be told that that word wasn't approved for that time and place. It was not appropriate, okay? And she was hurt and confused, but she was also protected, okay? Because God is not the author of confusion, So because God is not the author of confusion, 
that means that he can't contradict himself. So anything truly from God won't run counter to the Bible. So it, that is our ultimate test. The Bible, not human opinion, has the final word. So discard any seeming revelation or insight that conflicts with it, or you'll find yourself building your life on a foundation of deception. So even when it comes to stewarding the God's Vibes podcast well, when I interview people, and some folks, I run them through this when I interview them, that just because we have an interview, that doesn't guarantee that the podcast episode will go live. And this is because people are in process. And this is a podcast where we talk about spirituality, and we definitely do it from a place of wisdom and maturity, not haphazardly. And there's a lot of teaching that happens here, a lot of accountability that happens here. And so just releasing a word because somebody shared it is not wisdom. That can actually create confusion, especially since all the listeners don't necessarily have relationship with the person sharing, okay? So I don't just release any kind of episode if a person is in process and it wouldn't be safe to share it. It's not appropriate. It hasn't been processed yet. It's premature. So I wouldn't release it and create confusion and chaos. That would not be wisdom. Okay. So that's just another example. And that leads to this point. Number six, we all need community. We live in a world where we've been taught to be lone rangers and being a lone ranger is dangerous. Thinking that you've got it all together often sounds and looks like pride. (laughs) (laughs) And more often than not, it is. And pride comes before a fall, right? When we are by ourselves, we are susceptible to different kinds of attacks and isolation, depression, different things, right? We are often given the impression that our way is right. We can fall into pride very quickly. We can just go our own way. And, and operate without wisdom, frankly, and it can get really dangerous. So if you are not already firmly rooted in a church that will support your desire to listen to God and mature in your prophetic personality, I really urge you to find a community where you can thrive and find a place that will help you learn and follow through with whatever God is asking you to do. This is one of the reasons that we have Courage Co. So many people don't know how to ask For what is offered in Courage Go, they didn't know that they were missing this. They didn't even know that something like what happens in Courage Go is available. (laughs) So I encourage you, that could be a resource for you. But if, if it's not Courage Go, if it's somewhere else, I encourage you to explore and to find your way. I know for me, there's been churches that I've been rooted in for years, and then God released me from those churches and sent me somewhere else. And so That can be tough and hard sometimes, but it's most important that I'm hearing God. But I have to be willing to be uncomfortable and trust God in the searching, right? Like he had me searching for new church homes and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, but God wants to lead you to more resource, to more equipping, to more training, to more covering in your life. He wants to support you. So you can fellowship with anybody and there's no rules against that, but being in a group that is the same desire to grow in faith will accelerate your growth, truly. And then we do this thing, we do it in the mastermind where we talk about testimonies. (laughs) So I know you guys that are in the mastermind that are listening are probably laughing right now, but we do testimonies. One, because we don't want them to take over the entire call. So they're mini, 
But we are constantly bragging on God and what he's doing because what God is doing in somebody else's life, that testimony is releasing faith and expectancy in the life of somebody else. So we are constantly celebrating what God is doing. And this accelerates your growth too. So a great church, a great community is like miracle grow, if you've ever seen that, for your soul, (laughs) for your spiritual soil. All right. So look for a community committed to pursuing God, transforming hearts and helping people fulfill their purpose as children of God. So I like to say that Courage Co. exists to help you live your most courageous and impactful story. Frankly, we can't do that without God. It exists off social media on purpose so that there's not the distractions of social media. There's not all the notifications. None of that. This is just strictly for you to grow and develop with other people that want to do that, too. And trust me, when you walk through the doors, when you get connected with people, you'll know if the spirit of God is present or not. You'll know if people you meet have the hunger for God that Paul outlined in Romans 12. Teaching, exhorting, serving, giving, prophesying, and leading with zeal and cheerfulness. Like you will see that or you won't. (laughs) You will feel that or you won't feel anything or you'll feel something funky, which is definitely a clue to run. Okay, so one of the great things about living in this age is that we can connect with people who aren't local. This is what I love about Courage Go. We connect with people all over the place, and it's so fun in that way. So if you can't find or attend a church in your area, jump online and get support and teaching from spirit-filled leaders who can offer access to their ministries and resources. Okay, attend conferences if you need to. Get a, get a circle of friends together who are like-minded and pressing into God, even if they don't share your zip code. Like, think outside of the box on this thing. And as with wisdom, you can ask the Lord to direct you to people who can help you and who can, who you actually can help in return. And that's a big deal too. God is the God of divine appointments. Like, he specializes in this. I have no doubt in my mind now, Okay. And when you get together with the body of Christ, it's unstoppable what happens. Okay, it says in Acts 2.42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I have God bumps. Like, it's awesome, right? So that is a recap about hearing from God. Okay. I hope this was helpful to you to hear all these different ways that you can hear from God. You can recognize God. You can grow in a relationship with God. Like there is no limit, but intimacy is everything. Intimacy is intimacy and allowing God, you learning and seeing more about who God is and allowing God to get more and more access to you. You know, we, we invite God into things. We turn things over to God. So even if that's a broken heart, you invite God into your heart. If your mind is everywhere, you invite God into your mind and you ask Holy Spirit to help you think differently. You invite God into processing your emotions. You invite God into that relationship conflict. You relate, you invite God into that business stress, right? You invite God in, you invite God into that heavy question. You keep involving him in it and you see him move in it. 
right? When you invite God into all that you do, you will see him in everything that you do, okay? And he will change you, radically change you from the inside out, all right? All right, everybody. Again, you can get plugged into the community that we offer. It's called Courage Co. It's www.courageco.org, so you can access that from a desktop, Okay, and it is also an app. So when you go on the desktop, there's a little QR code too that you can scan so you can download the app on your phone. So you can either interact with us from your desktop or from your phone on the go, whichever you prefer, but you can get plugged into that community. All right, everybody, I hope this message blessed you. And until next time, stay blessed. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else, 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.com. 
www.thepowerofthenamedicine.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.